Welcome to the Proactivity Podcast, where we celebrate stronger, happier people through better health, from the gym, to the workplace, to the community, and everywhere in between. We hope you enjoy listening. Okay, welcome back, everybody, to Everyday Extraordinary. I have a, another very special guest today, and, and someone, as I think you'll find out, just absolutely has an extraordinary story to share. And uh, the, the cool part, maybe, about it is that that story is not over yet. And, and sitting <laughs> over here to my left is, is my new friend, James Leitner, kind of taking the, the seat of my co-host, Mr. Diego here. But we'll, uh, we'll let kind of James fill the role today because, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, he has a, a phenomenal story. Um, someone who uh, is playing above himself in, in kind of every realm as I'm learning about. And, and I thought what we do is we kind of like – start a little bit by James, you, you just telling us a little bit about your story. Of course. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, so my story, you know, I'm the founder and executive director of Mission Clean Water. So we do clean water and sanitation assistance for underserved communities, uh, focused around the idea that currently uh, close to 700 million people in the world don't have access to clean drinking water. So there's nothing at their house, nothing close by where they can go and get water from. So as an organization, we try and make sure they have clean water close by that they can drink uh, that's built, you know, for the long term, pretty much. Uh, And just through my history of sports, hiking and endurance, I've used different endurance events as a really good avenue of fundraising for Mission Clean Water. Okay. Okay. So when you say, you know, you're, you're doing things, like, what are you hoping to achieve with Mission Clean Water? Sure. So... Clean water in general has been a focus for many decades now, but what you're beginning to see is that projects that were created many years ago are now no longer working. Okay. So as an organization, you know, we want to see everyone have clean water, but we, we want to try and introduce new, you know, systems to make sure it can be developed, you know, in the long term and for many generations and years. Got it. Got it. So where does like the endurance thing come in? Like, I'm going to run a marathon with five guys. So tell me about that. I mean, so, like, the, the endurance part comes into it, one, because it started originally as, like, I wanted to find a new way no one has really fundraised before. Okay. But it has, like, a very symbolic picture and meaning to it. So that's why I carried water for a lot of these fundraisers. Okay. But then also, I wanted to really cover the journey people do to try and find water. Uh, for their families. So the typical story is, you know, a child walks three, four, five hours a day to try and walk, try and find water for their family that's not even clean. So how can I take what they're experiencing every single day and create a image and fundraiser through it? So that's kind of where the idea of, you know, walking or running four or five plus hours a day or covering the amount of miles they do in a year kind of came into uh, into action. Nice. So you say a child walks four or five miles a day, like, like not not my children, like who, like? So the, 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 right now, I say about close to seven hundred million people in the world don't have access to clean water. Uh, you know, these people just tend to live in very remote locations. Uh, there's people all scattered around the you know six main continents, not including Antarctica, uh, that don't have access to clean water. Uh, so pr- primarily, what happens is every single day. You know, the youngest of your family will wake up and have to get water for your guys' daily needs. So drinking, cooking, washing, and all of those things. Primarily as an organization, we're working mostly um, in Uganda, 
uh, which is like right in Eastern Africa. But we, you know, get daily and weekly requests asking for clean water help everywhere from different parts of Africa to South America, North America, uh, just different areas all around the world. Interesting. So let's let's kind of like take it back a little bit. I don't think. Well, I don't know. You tell me. Did you sure. just wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I need to get clean water to every you know human on the planet. Like, where does yeah. where does this come from? So where it primarily came from, I mean, we're, so I'm I'm from, originally from Union County or okay. Scotch Plains. Sure. Um, and whenever someone ever asks me about it, and you guys can contest to it, I describe it as like stereotypical suburbia and. New York, New York City commuter lifestyle. Okay. And I think from growing up in that area, just in grade school and high school and such, I figured the main path to life was to work in finance, go to the city and eventually move back. Sure. Uh, and I eventually just had a class uh, called Global, Global Perspectives in high school where I started learning more about global issues and areas, you know, in the United States and around the world. And when I simply learned that at the time in 2010, that a billion people in the world didn't have clean water, I guess just that thought or that idea never came to me before because water was so easily accessible. Sure. The water fountain right behind you, yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, and so just from that moment on, I began kind of the, uh, you know, the be, be, be beginning to build kind of my career around water, uh, water development and uh, water infrastructure and all that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, so you kind of got the spark in high school. Yeah. Um, you just kind of enlightened, right? You had that kind of pretty, aha moment. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It was like, it, it all just kind of felt like a switch came on. And just like from that moment forward, I knew that this is what I wanted to focus on. Uh, I'm willing to sacrifice as much as I can to learn as much as I can, uh, change my college career path to focus on water, environmental science, and kind of the whole nine yards of it. And at least from like high school through college, which is very actively involved in fundraising and developing different projects for different organizations. Interesting. So yeah. you so you were a runner then? I was not really not. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, so I grew up playing soccer. Uh, then I went to University of Delaware after nice. uh, high school. Uh, I was tired of playing left defense for 20, for like fifteen years, so I decided. Uh, to try a different sport, which I had some experience in, which was ultimate frisbee, okay. which I loved. Uh, but both those sports, my position was kind of like the endurance side of sprinting. Okay. Like you're kind of just going up and down the field, running 100%. So I kind of had like that base already built. And then when I decided running would be a good option was when after college, I moved to West Virginia to work there full time. And just me and this friend were brainstorming What's a fundraiser that no one's really done before that is symbolic and could have some good publicity? And it was like, we decided that, you know, no one has run a long distance carrying water. Uh, so that was like February of 2016. Okay. And without like really practicing to run, just that day signed up for the New Jersey Marathon in May and was like, I guess we're, I guess we have to train for this now. So, <laughs> yeah. so February 2016, yeah. you're like, hey, you know what? I, I have an athletic base, fitness, you know, yeah. growing up soccer, you know, running up and down the field, totally makes sense. I, uh, you decide February 2016, no one's done a crazy long distance event yeah. to raise funds while carrying absorbent amount of water. Yeah. So we'll just do that and we'll sign up for a marathon. So tell me about, I guess it must have been May 2016, New Jersey Marathon. Tell yeah, that, that was the very first one. <laughs> um, 
So, like, I mean, I was living in West Virginia, so I was, like, hiking and camping all day. So, I kind of was, like, already building a small structure to it. I personally had no idea how to distance run. When I was beginning to train, I was running as if I was still, like, a sprinter and tiring out after, like, three miles, pretty much. Tough to do a marathon. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, so, like, I just, like, one day went out for my normal run, tired out too quickly, went back to my place and was, like, what if I just try slowing down? Would that actually help me? And just realize, like, after nine miles, I was fine. And kind of begin researching and developing, like, what a proper marathon training program was that could fit in that four-month time frame. Sure. Uh, but then also, like, I had to carry, or the plan was to carry five gallons of water, which is enough for one person to use in one day. Okay. So separate from, you know, the three days of training during the week, the long runs on the weekend, the two days I wasn't running... I was just in my apartment, my little uh, condo, just holding five gallons above my head for an hour, two, three hours, just to like get used to that, you know, feeling in motion. So you're literally running this race with five gallons over your head. Yeah. That's like the stuff I lug up out of the basement, you know, the water guy drops it off. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is, that's same, no joke. Man. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much the, the same exact thing. It took a lot of practice to get used to because, you know, with running, it's a different motion because you're running, you're moving your arms. You sure. Here you have to hold all that the entire time. I had a little cushion on top of my head to hold everything. Uh, the New Jersey Marathon, uh, you know, you I tapered off after like mile 14, but just still kind of pushed through. Uh, once I was able to actually finish it, you know, the next week I was just completely sore and really unable to properly move after that, but just decided, you know, I kind of enjoyed, you know, physically exhausting myself. Uh, maybe I'll add to the goal and begin doing, you know, a marathon a month for a year. And so that kind of created the mindset of, or at least building a regular training regimen and just, you know, continuing to go forward and something like that. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So May 2016, you yeah. run a marathon down the Jersey Shore. Yep. Five gallons over your head. Yeah. I got to see pictures of this. It's, yeah. Video. That's unbelievable. <laughs> and then... You're just like, I'm gonna make a career out of this. That's, I mean, that, that's that's kind of what happened. Um, you know, originally, with the marathons that I was doing and the eventual next few endurance events, it was all focused around you know just creating advocacy towards water, really creating a public image so people know it's a continued issue. Uh, and I was mostly fundraising for other organizations. It wasn't until I completed uh, my Cross, my cross-country journey that I decided, you know, creating Mission Clean Water as my own, my own nonprofit organization to see change kind of in this nonprofit world uh, was when everything kind of began to develop after that. So wait, well, first off, pause the thought. Let's turn off the background noise here. Mission, so yeah, because you just kind of blew my mind. So my cross-country journey, I got stuck on those yeah. words. Like, so wait, what happened here? So pretty much what happened was, so we had the uh, the marathon. So we did a marathon a month for a year. Um, so, you know, each each month brings its own challenges. You know, the first one was in May, and they got June, the summer heats, the winter, uh, snow and ice. So everything brought something a little bit different. Uh, and then I would say like a few months away from the last marathon, so that'd be the April 2017, I wanted to figure out what was the next journey uh, and decided I wanted to try and find something, you know, completely different, very far spectrum. 
and did like rough math and learned that someone's walking 3,250 miles uh, a day to try and find, or, or sorry, 3,250 miles a year to try and get water uh, for their family. So how can I symbolize what they're doing in a year in a giant journey? And so May of 2017, so after the 12th marathon, I decided I would cover that entire distance walking, walking from starting in Princeton, New Jersey, all the way to San Francisco, California. Uh, but I had a little pull cart attached to my waist where I pulled 10 gallons of water the entire way. Uh, to kind of symbolize what a family goes through to try and find and collect water. Uh, because if you know you got four family members, maybe two of you will use five gallons of gallons of water, but if there's more, you gotta use a little bit more. So just kind of add a little bit more to the, uh, I guess, the, the challenge. And the, uh, the, the route that I picked uh, was a route for me to also learn about water issues in the United States. So it was kind of like this unique experience where it kind of went a little bit north and west, eventually to, then a little bit southwest to Colorado. Uh, across the desert to San Francisco. Wait, so did you you actually walk those states, or you covered the distance equivalent? I walked. Like yeah. so, you literally walked from Princeton, New Jersey, like literally out west to the desert, all over. Yeah, yeah. So oh. yeah, physically, yeah. So it it pretty much starts with me in Princeton, New Jersey. Um, I I really wanted to volunteer a bit in Flint, Michigan, okay. and instead of going west to Detroit, then north, I went north to Buffalo, New York, through Canada, and then through like central Michigan to Flint, and then went kind of southwest through the Great Plains, through Nebraska, eventually to um, Denver. Uh, worked my way from Denver to Salt Lake City, and then Salt Lake City across that desert experience to uh, San Francisco. So there's a lot of walking. In total, it was, uh, 143 days of uh, walking. <laughs> Yeah. That is extraordinary. You know, most people just take like an RV or something when they go across the country. Yeah. You walked. Yeah. It's always fun to have someone like talk to me and be like, I drove across the United States. It was so boring. I don't know like how you did portions. And I was like, I mean, it was a very similar experience to be honest. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is extraordinary. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm putting this picture together. So you kind of grew up. Didn't have any idea really water was an issue. I mean, why would we in New Jersey, especially in our yeah. area of New Jersey, right? Exactly. We live, uh, you know, I think most many of us in New Jersey live a pretty privileged life. Yeah. Um, and we take things for granted. You learn in high school, you kind of have that aha moment of, man, you know, water is a is kind of a global issue in yeah. clean water and um, kind of sits in your heart a little bit. You think about it, and you're like, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to sure. kind of pursue this. And, and you do some unbelievably extraordinary things um to raise raise funds in that um my understanding and kind of walking into this interview is that it's not done that this we're, we're kind of coming up on another big fundraising goal big yeah. kind of thing what's going on in july so this upcoming july so i guess in what like three or four yeah. very close pretty yeah, yeah. much yeah um you know so with mission clean water you know we've been actively developing and creating new projects uh and you know, providing people with clean water, which is wonderful. Uh, what I'll be doing in July is to kind of accelerate the process for our next few projects. So in July, what I'll be doing is I'll be running 30 miles a day for 30 days with the hopeful goal of raising $30,000. Oh, so yeah, each day has, you know, the 30 miles to it. Uh, it seems like everything I've done in my past is kind of trained for this moment, which is a, <laughs> a good, challenging, and unique. Uh, and the overall idea through this is that, you know, 
the, the amount of time it takes me to complete each day, you know, or there's 30 miles, is how long someone with this next project is taking to try and find water for their family. Uh, this is specifically going to be for an all-girls school in Uganda. Uh, so not only are they walking to collect water, but to walk for water, they have to miss classes uh, as a result. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> so July, like a 30 for 30 thing going on. 30 yeah. miles a day, 30 days for 30 grand. Yeah. That's what we're going for. If folks are listening, watching, you know, and they want to support you, yeah. what do they do? How, how can they help? There, there's many ways you can support, um, you know, so primarily my plan is to do a majority of these days at a park in Westfield, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's like 40 minutes from where we are right now yeah, at base camp. Uh, so people are welcome to come out and join me, run, you know, a mile, two miles or walk with me for a bit. I welcome anyone to come join me. Uh, if not, we have some surprises too as well, you and I, for some other suggestions for people in this area. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to um, and other, and other suggestions, if you go to like our webpage, which we'll share in a bit, um, there's virtual components that you can be a part of uh, and just other ways that people can, you know, be a part of the journey. Or just another thing is simply joining the Facebook group and just following how each day goes. So I feel like there's many opportunities. And if you get confused, just feel free to ask me. Yeah, nice. So 30 miles, 30 days, 30 grand for clean water in Uganda. Uh, this gentleman is going to be doing some unbelievable yeah. stuff. Crazy if you want to get involved, you can walk, jog, run. Obviously, obviously, there's a huge thirty thousand dollars. It's no little, you know, yeah. uh, small amount. So obviously, if you want to check out Mission Clean Water on Facebook, yeah. that'll probably link through to people's uh, ability to actually donate. Yeah, want to donate? Yeah, that's it. That's a good direct link just by going to the website. There's some easy, you know, clickable uh, sections right as you log in. Nice. And another very easy way is that if you text the words 30 miles to the phone number 44321, um, you're sent like a direct link to go right to the webpage too. So Genius. it's another easy access way. Genius. So yeah. we'll be sure we get that out. And for the, the folks who have kind of been following along, for our folks that are still tuned in, um, you know, from the main street, we have another little special, you know, kind of surprise that James and I said, and that is my friend's underground race project number four. So if you've been following along, we've had some fun with this concept of the underground race project while quarantine has been going on, doing things obviously responsible, distanced, appropriate, um, and each thing uh, that we've done has been. Uh, a little tricky to get involved. And this one, I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about it. I don't usually give this much detail, but <laughs> this one is a relay race. We are gonna link up with James here, somewhere in Hunterdon County, site to be disclosed when you qualify. But to qualify, you've gotta partner up with someone and it will be a relay race. And we will have to cover some distance, but here's how we're gonna have to do it. This is not for the faint of heart. So if you're not this person, don't even sign up. But if you're looking for an adventure, if you think you can hang with a guy that can do 30 for 30 for 30, um, <laughs> yeah. we are going to be doing a relay race. And each partner is going to be holding a gallon of water in their hand. I mean, I only got two hands. I don't know how you did it with five, but, but I cannot do it over my head. But each partner will ho hold uh, a gallon of water in each hand, and we're going to hit a relay race. So if you are up for underground race project number four, you are going to have to send a direct email to racedirector at MainStreetMarathon.com and you will get some further instructions on how to qualify. If you want to support James, 
Uh, you can hit him on Facebook. We'll post uh, links to his website. Absolutely an everyday extraordinary guy right here and, uh, and someone we are so thankful to have on the show today. For those that came out earlier uh, this week, got hooked up with us with the, uh, the Fastest Molasses 5K. We're back in the swing with kind of this, uh, this racing thing. Again, keeping our distance kind of like we're doing here. What else you get to add, man? Anything? Uh, ooh, at this point, you know, I've just been preparing everything for this. And, uh, you know, for the past week, I've just been keeping it easy. So I'm restless and ready to begin. Uh, I'm very excited. You know, if anyone listening has any questions about the organization or myself, you can just directly contact me um, or Eric as well. So you can ask us any questions. Uh, I'm a pretty open book as well. So just feel free to ask anything. And hopefully I'll see you guys soon. All right, man. Thank well, you. Very, very good. Those checking in, be well, keep it going local, keep it supporting global. God bless you all. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope you'll follow ProActivity on social media or check out www.pro-activity.com to keep up with the latest happenings. See you on the next one.